It's time for our US Sports Wrap with Max Lawton. Ah, uh, you bet it is. Max Lawton, the foxsports.com.au digital lead, running the website, organising all the other journalists that sit below him and doing a fantastic job. Welcome back to Sports Day. Thanks, Tom. We, Max joins us at the same time every week, Bryce, and he's got a distinctly US bent towards his journalism. He's across AFL and AFLW yes. and cricket and tennis and things here, but you somehow managed to stay awake and, uh, and read all about US sports and watch US sports, which does stagger me. And I think I asked you a couple of weeks ago, how are you across all these US sports? And it had me thinking mm. about a couple of days later, I don't know why, I was walking along and I thought to myself, I wonder if Max actually sleeps less than the average human. Do you sleep five or six hours a night and you're up late reading the New York Times or the, the Boston, um, Boston Globe? Or, We're just naming US newspapers. Yeah, <laughs> or, or New York Post. Yeah, well, I work late, so I do sleep late yeah. so, and then wake up at eight. So, you know, six, seven hours, so yeah, a little okay. bit. But it's like, it's always being online. It's always being on Twitter and podcasts are the hack. Yeah. Learning so much. There are so many good US sport podcasts where you can catch up on stuff. What are the best? Uh, well, it depends what you like. I like college football, so there's some really good college football ones. Split Zone Duo is my favourite. Split Zone Duo. Split Zone Duo. It's, a, it's like, a, like a play that they've adopted into their name. Yeah. And then like, I listen to wrestling podcasts because I'm a very cool person. As you know, <laughs> so a lot of pro wrestling chat. So if you really want to get nerdy about Japanese pro wrestling, you know that I'm your man. But Japanese pro wrestling. Probably not the thing for uh, Sports Day. I, I, well, I know this is not specifically um, your area tonight, but I've been watching Squid Game. Yes, on, sure. on Netflix, the, the the reality TV version, you know, the, the American the challenge, reality, yes, the challenge. And I was thinking about which of my friends would be really good on this, and I, you would be fantastic on Squid Game, Max. Well, because it's the well, I wouldn't be good at the athletic part of it, but the no. the mind game of it. Yeah, because I, I love Survivor. Yeah, you know, all of that stuff. I played online versions of Survivor, like <laughs> that sort of thing. You can mix into a uh, real life. I wouldn't yeah. wouldn't be terrible. You'd be good at it as well, I reckon, Bryce. Oh, I don't well, know. Yeah. I don't, not the go. outcome's not great, though, is it? Well, if you win the money, it is Squid yeah, okay. Game. If you yeah. win well, whatever it is, four that, million dollars. That's or why the reality TV version makes no sense because they get rid of the entire ethos of the program, and it's just like a squib that blows up under your shirt. Yeah, yeah. what a mess. Yeah, unusual. Um, all right, Max. NFL. Yes. Um, tell us. Tell us what's going on in the NFL season. Well, I don't want to pick myself up too much, but I have been saying that the 49ers and the Ravens are going to make the Super Bowl time, yeah. and they are the top two teams in the NFL right now, and playing on Boxing Day our time, which will be a huge game. What time on Boxing Day if we want to watch? 12, 15 p.m. So I don't think there's much going on on Boxing Day <laughs> otherwise uh, for Melbourne sports fans. Yeah. So maybe on the second screen. Uh, but the 49ers look incredible still, and they're clearly the top of the NFC now after the Cowboys and Eagles both losing. Uh, the Eagles losing today on Monday Night Football. And then in the AFC, the Ravens, despite yet another injury, they always seem to be plagued by them, continue to be at the top of the AFC. So they play... Uh, they played in the Super Bowl a few years back, I believe, when their bro- when brothers were the head coaches of the teams, the Harbors, yep. and now they are once again challenging for the title. So they look like the threats and the teams to beat right now. So what's put you past the Chiefs and uh, Patrick Mahomes? So, so how are you looked beyond this uh, this franchise led by you know probably the the, the best we've seen maybe in ten years? <laughs> I'm not going to be a fool and count them out completely, obviously. Yeah. Come they- on, Max, give us a headline. The Chiefs can't possibly win anything. There, there, we, go. there again. we go. We Mahomes is a fraud. The Fox Sports <laughs> website's going to quote you, yeah. I reckon, on that. Uh, that's, we that's, would never write off radio. I, I can say this now, about? can't I? Fox, yeah. That's very Fox Sports of you. It, it is, exactly. <laughs> you know, well, uh, uh, the problem this year is he has no one to throw to who's any good, really. He has still Kelsey, who's dealing with a certain, certain relationship keeping him busy. But yeah. then his receivers are the worst they've ever had. I think he's got easily the most drops by a receiving core of any team in the NFL. Yeah. So he has no one he really trusts. Kadarius Tony, who was really good in the Super Bowl last year, has been a problem all season. Bad mistake last week, which cost them the game. Bad mistake this week. They still win because it's the Patriots and the Patriots suck. But they are not as trustworthy of an offense. And you can certainly 
look at about six or seven other teams in that conference and say that they could beat them on any given day. Yeah, well, that's right. And Green Bay knocked them off just a, a, yeah. a week or so ago. So you're absolutely right. One of the cool stories, I think, is the Miami Dolphins and uh, a real funky retro team, I suppose, that have yeah. come good uh, from a Dan Marino perspective. When I first really got into NFL, right. you know, I'm looking now at, at them you know, performing exceptionally well. They're on top of their conference. Yeah, and the cool thing about the Dolphins is that they have this funky offense. Mike McDaniel, the coach, is like really a great weird dude, like the great type of weird that you want, like a cool nerd. Um, he goes big on TikTok when he has his weird sideline uh, comments that he makes. But there's such an incredible offense, and it's coming off the 49ers tree. It's a lot of the same stuff where they're just revolutionizing the way offense is played and making it almost impossible for defenses to scheme against them. They have so much motion. They have so much talent. The Dolphins with Tyreek Hill, obviously, at receiver, yeah. who's incredible, and Jalen Waddle is a pretty good number two. So they're just really unstoppable at times. And when the, de- and the, when the defense is good enough, they've had some bad injuries, but when they're good enough, they're right in the mix. And I think they're on track for the two seed at the moment, which would give them a pretty good run at it. There's been some hip drop hip drop tackles this mm. season that have caused some damage, Max. And I noticed actually a headline on the Fox Sports website. It's a no-brainer. Matty John's NRL solution for major issue plaguing the NFL. Did you write the story and tell us about the hip drop tackle? <laughs> I can't say I did. So this is the NRL thing that's coming into vogue last year, or this, this last past season, where there are concerns about the way people are dropping people in tackles. And it's like you're on the ground and then you're dragging them down and you're getting ankles and feet caught underwards and underneath <laughs> and uh, causing a bunch of injuries. So obviously a concern, and that's coming into the NFL. And they're having the exact same debate. If you did follow the NFL, the NRL coverage, you're seeing a lot of it again where it's like, well, you can't legislate that out of the game. That's just how you tackle someone. But also you need to take into account the welfare of the players. So they're going to have to find a way to deal with that problem. I don't know that Matty Johns, I didn't know he had such a good big voice in the US, but apparently, <laughs> I mean, they, they watch the show on Sunday nights. It's pretty good content, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they're all over it. Yeah. Uh, the MVP race, Maxi, mm. how's that shaping up? So this is always interesting because it's usually just, all right, best quarterback, <laughs> maybe one on the top two teams. Mahomes wins it every so often and so on. And this year, there's just no clear standout candidates. And the number one favorite you'd say this year is Brock Purdy from the 49ers, which makes sense because they're the best offense and his numbers on paper are incredible. He's having one of the best seasons quarterbacks ever had. But the problem with Brock Purdy is that I don't think he's that amazing. I think he is like the best version of a game manager, which is a sort of derogatory title you put on some quarterbacks you could possibly have Mm. because he executes the 49ers offense brilliantly. But the problem is he is given the most incredible weapons you could have and the most incredible coach you can have in Shanahan. So he is able to do so much by doing so little, yet it's hard to extract how much of his stats, which are insane, are him and how much are the team itself. So how do you credit him as an MVP when you don't know that it's all him? You don't know how much of it is him at all. And the MVPs, are, it's an interesting thing for Australians to consider, isn't it? I, I find that a fascinating part because we, we really don't have that. We have a Brownlow medal. We have a, yeah. you know, every sport has, and it's done a different way. So, yeah. yeah it, 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 Instead of the umpire voting, they just have, it's a reporter's vote, essentially. I think it's 50 votes in the NFL. And amazing. They, it's pretty much, it's very often unanimous. Isn't it weird how journalists have such power over there? We spoke about the college football system yes. last week. All of a sudden, media and, and journalists can actually... Um, have a distinct impact on the way that the game is um, is seen and viewed from a historical perspective as well. Yeah, they shape the narrative, but they also decide the narrative, which is an interesting power to be yeah. able to wield, isn't it? We're going to ask you about NBA, but um, Major League Baseball hmm. is Australia is is there going to be an Australian picked in the top five of the Major League Baseball draft? Max, I think so. Travis Bazana, kid from Sydney, tell us about him. Yeah, gone over and played college baseball at Oregon State, 
And we have never had an Aussie picked in the first round even of the baseball draft, uh, which is happening next July, I want to say. Sorry, you might not know the answer. How many picks in the first round of the, of the baseball draft? Uh, around 30. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, so, so a bit like the AFL this season. Yeah, but, but there are actually 30 teams, so weirdly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it makes it, sense. It's, yeah, why would you have the same amount of picks as teams? There's no father-sons in Major League Baseball. Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> no. But there's also like 25 rounds in the baseball draft because you're picking to fill out not just a 40-man roster on the Major League team, but also like lower-level teams. So that's why they have so many picks. So Aussies have played at the top level. Aussies have won World Series before, but no one's been picked this high. And Travis is an incredible prospect. My colleague, Andrew Jackson at Fox Sports, wrote an incredible article, uh, two-part, first one going up on Tuesday morning. Is he, a, sl- is he a slugger? What is he? He's a big hitter. Uh, yeah, he's a second baseman. He's got uh, power and speed, so a really good combo of the two. Uh, did a lot at, uh, at Oregon State, the Beavers, of course, in the Pacific Northwest. And he's a really promising hitting prospect that is likely to go top five. Some of the big analysts have had him even going number one pick. Wow. Which would be going to the Cleveland wow. Guardians, I believe. And that's millions of dollars right there. I think the number one pick last year got a $9.2 million US contract straight out of college because you can sign out of high school or college and he got a bit yeah. more development in the college ranks. What baseball needs in this country is an Australian over playing Major League Baseball who is a world-class athlete. Yeah. Then I think more Australians would tune in besides the actual rusted-on players. Um, do we have time for one more NBA question? One more NBA question for you. Dante Exum, Max, mm. a little re- a return to form. Well, uh, even better form than he's ever had, and it's incredible yeah. that he's doing this now, what, nine, ten years after being drafted in the top five. Yeah. He's come back. He had a few years even out of the NBA playing in Europe, and now he's getting a role with the Dallas Mavericks, which few expected him to really contribute to, but he's starting because of a few injuries, Kyrie Irving among them, and he's been playing really, really well. I think he had 23 points a couple of weeks ago. Uh, got benched a little bit in today's game and their loss to the Nuggets, but this was their first loss with him in the team since, what, two, three weeks ago. So he's had a real form revival and his career essentially exists again after most thought it was done. Amazing, amazing. Good to see. Maxie, good to see you as well. You're doing great stuff for foxsports.com.au. Enjoy the Christmas Day shift. I know that's one of your favourites over the journey, as, oh, it was, yes. as it was mine, and uh, we'll chat to you again in the new year. Pleasure. Maxie Lawton from Fox Sports, doing great stuff. He joined us thanks to APCO. Skip the queue with the APCO app. With the APCO app, pay for petrol from the comfort of your car or pre-order food and drinks. Rana Hussain, she's a great woman. She's in the studio next.